Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my good nanny radio, MGN Radio, the best show on Block Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Tossie, and um, you're tuning in to MGN Radio Podcast, which is the number one podcast on Blog Talk Radio for information about women, moms, and business. And we're so excited about today's show because one of our media sponsors, View Magazine, V-E-U Magazine, the founder is going to be on our show today. And I'm super, super excited about that. I'm really excited to talk to Adrena Martin-Talbert. Okay, so you know how we do the show. We always do our fabulous MGN introduction. So today is Tuesday, February 21st. The sun is shining brightly and it's Black History Month. So we definitely wanted to chat with you today, just briefly. Our Black History Month um, person that we're going to talk about is W.E.B. Du Bois or Du Bois. Somebody says Du Bois, Du Bois. But um, he was an American sociologist, historian, civil rights activist an editor, and um, he was born in February 1968. He died in August 1963. Actually, he died in Ghana, okay? So, again, our black history moment of fact is about W.E.B. Du Bois. So we're so excited. Our seventh – oh, and before I, before I move on to our conference, one of the quotes by him is – to be a poor man is hard, but to be a poor race in a land of dollars is the very bottom of hardships. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Okay. So before I um, continue on, I wanted to just talk about our seventh drum roll, seventh Dare to Aspire conference in Atlanta. We're so excited because this year we're doing three conferences. I can't believe it. Atlanta, Houston, and New Orleans, um, you know, Atlanta's up and running. We have our event April 28th and 29th. Houston is going to be in June, and then New Orleans, we're still working out the dates. But our vendor booths have been sold out. They sell out every year. And we're so excited because it's really going to be a conference, like always, that really inspires women and moms to start or grow their own business. And we love it. We do it every year. We have an amazing lineup of speakers, our bloggers. Just head to the website, d2aspire.com. Okay, so without further ado, I want to introduce our guest um, on today's show, so Adrena Martin Talbert, Adrena Martin Talbert. So she is a 27-year-old entrepreneur, creator, and author hailing from Chicago, Chi-Town, Illinois, and she's also the owner 
and founder of AMT or AM Tolbert Enterprises, which is uh, the parent company of her other businesses and her magazine. Um, she is, and I just, sorry, I was looking, I was looking at this. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, you know, this is live radio. So, so, um, like I said, her parent magazine, she initially started Creation Z from A-Dove as a fashion company in April 2012, toward the end of her tenure at Tuskegee University. Wow, speaking of black history, Tuskegee University. As, soon, as a soon-to-be college graduate, she knew that entrepreneurship was something um, she could see in her near future. She also realized that she wanted to somehow break into the fashion world, creating new and exciting products for both men and women alike. So her first product was a simple elastic bracelet, which turned into a full line of jewelry and accessory items, okay? So, wow. And we're, we're, I promise we're going to get to how she started her magazine throughout the show. But Adrena is now a full fashion designer and seamstress and prides herself on creating designs that speak volumes for you. She uses her creativity to not only dress people fashionably on the outside, but eternal, internally on the inside. Um, she started a blog. She had thoughts of starting a blog that would allow other entrepreneurs to come on as writers, to promote themselves, have conversations with friends. And in the summer of 2015, she decided to start her own magazine. And we're going to hear all about the, the journey to start Few Magazine, how it was created, and all that. Along with being an entrepreneur, Adrena gives back to the community and helps others in needs, which is evident through her membership in Zeta Phi Beta Sorority. Shout out to all my Zeta Phi Beta Sorority members. Um, she desires to one day be able to start a foundation to help other aspiring entrepreneurs. So I love that. And, um, you know, she never likes to stay stagnant. And we're so happy she's going to be one of our um, media sponsors for our Dare to Aspire conference that is in April. So let me connect her now. And hey, Adrena. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I am fabulous on this lovely Tuesday. You have so much in your bio. You do so much. I was like, I wanted to get yeah. it all in. <laughs> It's a lot, but you're a busy lady, and thank you again for being one of our media sponsors. But let's talk about you. You're you're so young. You're 27. You're young, and you're Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff. (laughs) Now, let's start with your – let's talk briefly just about your fashion. I mentioned it before we get into the magazine. Just talk a little bit about what what you're doing with it now um, and, you know, what kind of birthed that whole fashion line. Okay, yeah, definitely. So, um, so I always knew, um, you know, growing up, I initially, well, when I was small, I initially wanted to be a doctor. That's what I thought I wanted to do. But once I really got to college, like freshman, and kind of went on, I kind of realized I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do with that. 
um, and so right around my senior year when it's time for me to graduate from college, you know, I realized that I'm the only child, so I realized I'm very creative, and I always did, like, fashion, so I was thinking, why don't I go, you know, do something in the fashion lane, um, and so I didn't really know how to make anything, you know, as far as, like, jewelry, clothes, and things like that, so I kind of just self-taught myself through, uh, you know, the internet, so much knowledge on there, so I taught myself that. And that's kind of how I started with the jewelry, with the bracelets, and I wanted to earrings. It was a full jewelry line. But even with that, I always knew that eventually I wanted a clothing line. That was kind of like my my end goal uh, was to have a clothing line. And so about maybe a year and a half ago now, that's when I really decided to take the clothing seriously. And I was going to I was going to just come up with some designs and mass produce and things like that. But then I realized, you know, I actually want to learn the process of creating the clothes. So that's when I really learned how to sew. And I enjoy sewing. I really do. And that's really um, where I'm at now. You know, I really enjoy I probably enjoy making clothes a little bit more than jewelry, I guess, because I really have full control over my whole look, you know, versus just with jewelry. It's just you kind of accessorize things. But now with clothes, I can really... You know, however I want to look when I wake up in the morning, I pretty much have control over that, and I can just, you know, just sit down, design something, and just make it. I love it. So that's kind of how. Wow, and you are self. Yeah, yeah, you are self-taught. That's amazing. We have, actually, I'm just thinking when you're talking, we have two two people that um, are kind of like in the in the fashion business that are going to be at the conference. Um, they're vendors, mm-hmm. and I think it would be really, really great to chat with them because that is really um, where they want to go next to, you know, create their own line. Now, with mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, and if you haven't seen her picture, she is, Adrena is gorgeous. Go and see our flyer <laughs> on any of our Instagram, Dare to Aspire, our flyer for MGM Radio podcast, and you can see her. So now, then, okay, you did that for a little bit, and you're still doing it, but talk about the magazine. So many people want to create a magazine, and talk about how you how you started that. Oh, definitely. Okay. So the magazine came about in 2017. So 2015, time was that fast. Um, okay, so right around that time, well, even before that, when I was just doing my fashion, I was very into networking, and I would do different events under Christian from a Dove, which is my uh, fashion line. So I would do different networking events, brunches, and things like that. So you know, I, I just love meeting different people and just connecting different people because you never know, you know, who someone who you may be sitting next to in a room or something like that. So kind of going on with that right. concept, I initially was going to do a blog kind of with the same concept. So it's going to be an entrepreneur blog and have different entrepreneurs come on and just write about different topics, health, beauty, fashion, you know, but all positive things and just – a way for them to really promote their own business through their writing. You know, that's kind of what the idea of it was. And I had actually reached out to a couple people and had a few people who were willing to write and be a part of it. But in the midst of that, I kept thinking that I wanted something bigger. So I kept thinking magazine at first, but then I was like, no, it's too much work. I don't want to do a magazine. So I kind of put it off a little bit, and then it kept coming to me. So I guess – the Lord was speaking to me, telling me to do this magazine. So um, probably, let's see, that was like probably early like June. So probably maybe like a month and a half later is when I really said, okay, 
I'll just do the magazine. I didn't really know what to do, you know, didn't know nothing about a magazine. And and pretty much that's what Google and YouTube and, you know, the other resources on the Internet come into play. And so, you know, I kind of just start researching and looking up different things. And probably around the first issue was September, October. So I do it by month. But, yes, so that was the first issue or so. You know, definitely starting a magazine, it's definitely, it is a lot of work, but it's fun work, you know, if you're doing it for the right reason. So I definitely um, would advise anybody who's looking to get into media, magazine, things like that, you know, definitely do it for the right reason. You know, don't just, you know, do something because, oh, we can make a lot of money or I can do this, you know, definitely because then that's with anything, business in general, you know, if you're not doing it for the right reason, then you know, once it gets hard and once the money is not there, you're going to quit. So that's pretty much, that's that's pretty much the journey. Um, the magazine is bi-monthly and it's print and online. So, um, yeah, so we really try and keep that consistent and, you know, just have good content. So even within the magazines, we have articles on health, beauty, um, fashion, of course. Oh, and I, oh, that the title of the magazine, View Magazine, it stands for Visionaries Entrepreneurs United. And so the concept behind that is kind of like I said earlier with the blog, I want it to be something where it can really be a platform for small business owners, entrepreneurs, different community issues, um, different things that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't hear about in like a mainstream magazine where it's just focused on celebrities. You know, there, there are a lot of people who aren't on TV, a lot of people who are just doing different things in the community who, you know, need a voice. So and that's, that's pretty much what I wanted the magazine to be about, you know. Um, and and now I kind of, I say it's problem to a positive media outlet. So anything positive um, and it's informative. And so, of course, we do have different things on celebrities, but it's not gossip. It's, it's, everything is positive and recognizing different accomplishments, things like that. So that's pretty much what, what the youth magazine is all about. View Magazine, I love it. Visionaries, Entrepreneurs United. Now, a lot of people are going to sit back and say, you know what, hey, go to her website, vuemagazine.com. Um, how how much does it take to start a magazine, you know, because a lot of people might want to start a magazine and they're like, yes, I want to do it for the right reasons, like you said, which is very important, but what is it going to cost me, right? Can you talk about some of the costs that you had to spend to get this off and running? Um, definitely. Well, initially, well, I guess I'm a little, maybe a little different than other people because my husband, he he does graphics, so he helps me out with a lot of that. So um, that's, that's probably one of the biggest expenses with starting a magazine is the graphics and getting things designed, covers, pages, things like that. Um, so, you know, that, that right there took a big expense out of everything, but Aside from mm. that, I would definitely say if you decide to do print, that will be an expense, you know, getting the magazines printed and getting them out. Um, and that's the goal. I do eventually want to be able to get my own printer so that I can do it myself. But right now, that's probably one of the biggest, you know, expenses. But some people may want to do just an online magazine. But me, I'm, I like to actually have physical copies and just actually have stuff in my hands. So I want to do print as well. So that's probably one of the biggest expenses. And also, you know, get, get writers, you know, because that's the main thing 
of the magazine, the content. You know, that's what's going to keep people reading the magazine, get them interested in the magazine. So you have to have good writers. So, And I definitely think from starting off, when I first started back in 2015 up to now, I've definitely kind of, you know, I went through different cycles of uh, writers, but now it's really, you know, I have a good team of writers because honestly, I'm I'm not much of a writer. You know, I'm more so an, an executor. So I had the idea of the magazine. I knew what I wanted, but I know one of my strengths is not writing. So, and you know, that's something where you just have to recognize your strengths and you just get other people who are good at that to do it. So um, I definitely think that's probably the main thing. Um, you can get writers and good good content for your magazine if you don't want to do it. If not somebody who wants to do it yourself. So that printing, um, what else? As advertising. Just to start with um, the writer. Mm-hmm. Before we get into advertising, I want to talk about the writer. So currently mm-hmm. on your site, because if somebody's listening out there and maybe loves to write, what do you look mm-hmm. for when writers submit? Because on her website, if you go to viewmagazine.com, um, she has writer submissions, and you can submit if you're interested. What What do you look for? Because I know you say you went through a cycle of writers. What do you look for in a writer mm-hmm. to be a part of your team? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely somebody that's consistent, number one. Um, and I guess that's with anything. You definitely want consistency. But somebody who, um, you know, has good content. You know, I have a list of topics, and I'm still adding different things with a list of different topics of things that I want in the magazine. So definitely somebody who can deliver on those topics, someone who, um, you know, is real good, of course, with English and can edit and, you know, I don't really have to go back and do too much editing back and forth, who's kind of just ready for print. Definitely those three things are kind of like the main things. Somebody who can definitely deliver on the topic, somebody who can, you know, give give them information that is me. If I was a reader in somebody else's magazine, stuff that would grab my attention and make me want to say, oh, this is interesting. Let me, you know, let me get a copy of this. So definitely I think those are like the main things that I look for in a magazine. I'm not in, in the writer's. Writers for the magazine. And the writers. Now, do you pay your writers, or are they basically, like, do you pay your writers? Mm, I do, and I also have a few interns as well, and it's kind of, we, you know, people that I work with who they may not have written for a magazine before, but they're willing to, you know, try it out and see how they like it. So, you know, I have people like that as interns, and then we kind of, you know, do a trial and see how things go, and then we kind of come back and reevaluate things. But, yes, but I do. So a little bit of both, paid and interns for the writers. And interns. Okay, great, great. Okay. I told you guys, get a pen and a piece, piece of paper. It's got to be good. Now, a lot of people, now, View is a magazine, like you say, you started, you you got your writers um, and the cycle, you know, getting the right content for the magazine. Now, let's talk about on the other side, how View makes money, and that's like the advertisers, right? Like how do you make money from a, from the magazine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's probably one of the main things from, um, and, and with even with a blog, with um, any type of media outlet, advertising is pretty much the main source of um, income. And then, of course, when people – buy the magazine themselves. And I think that's definitely one of the challenges with anybody who, you know, looking to start a magazine, a blog, any type of media outlet, radio show, whatever. Advertising is going to be, you know, and, and that all goes back to the content. You know, it's what are you doing 
is it interesting for, you know, people that want to tune in to get people to even want to advertise on there? Um, um, and so and that's definitely, like I said, over the course of what has been a year and a half, that's definitely, you know, different things. There's a lot of trial and error. So it's a lot of, you know, trying this thing, see if this works. It's a, you know, kind of just a lot of trial and error to see what works best, what people are interested in, um, and just really just getting a good balance and to really get those people interested, like I said, to advertise with the magazine. But and I will say that for anybody who is interested in starting, and this is with business in general, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. So, you know, you're not going to start a magazine in May and then June you get, you know, thousands of dollars in advertising. It just doesn't happen that way. So it's a process, and if it's something that, you really want to do and are serious about, you have to be patient into developing an actual brand for the magazine, you know, because I see a lot of people and some people, they start things and it's like the only thing that they focus on is advertising. Oh, I just want to get advertising, but it's like, well, what are you giving people that they want to advertise in versus you just telling them come advertise, you know, with the with a magazine or with a blog, you know. So that's that's something that I think as any aspiring entrepreneur or anybody that's want to do media, you know, focus on building a brand first and then the money will come second. Because if you just focus on, you know, getting money in initially, then it's not going to come and then you get discouraged and then, you know, or you may get a little bit of money, but it's not going to last, you know. And, and that's something that with View Magazine, I want it to be something that's a brand. Like when people hear the name View Magazine, they think of, you know, something. It's, I want it to be an emotion that comes to mind with it, not just something that they just want my money. So that's def, that's that's a little bit more of advice I, I would have and my thoughts on that part of it. View Magazine, Visionaries and Entrepreneurs United, which is such, I love that. And I like what you said it takes time, and that's one thing we always, even at the con, even to do a conference. Every, I get so many emails. I want to do a conference. I want to do an event. You're not making money. You know, it, everything takes time. Now, if you're Oprah, of course, and you, you know, you're doing events and da da da, that's different. Or Beyonce, but or Adele, you know. But every, you know, it take, and even with them, they didn't just start being, you know, household names. It took time. It, it was a process. And I think people always want to skip the process. You gotta take, you know, put the work in, make the connections, network like crazy, and um, your time will come. We are chatting live with the founder, creator of View Magazine, Adrena Martin Talbert. She's a creator of View Magazine. Now, your magazine. You're from Chicago, but where are you, where are you based? Your your magazine headquarters is in Atlanta. Yes, Atlanta, yes. Atlanta, Georgia. Now, mm-hmm. how, a lot of people say Atlanta is like the best place for business. How, what have you found in terms of just getting the word out about View and being in Atlanta? No, or I guess I should say, how do you market your magazine? Um, how do you market your magazine? I would definitely say Atlanta is definitely a good place to be. Um, me and my husband, we've been here for about two years. But even before that, um, you know, when I graduated from, from Tuskegee, I stayed in Alabama. And so we would still come up to drive up to Atlanta almost every other weekend, do different events, and just do a lot of networking. So I was able to really meet a lot of people. Even before I started the magazine, you know, I kind of – 
knew a good amount of people in Atlanta, and it's kind of helped make the transition a little easier versus if, you know, I was just starting from scratch and wasn't doing anything before. So I would definitely say Atlanta is definitely a good place to be. It's a lot of good um, – you know, a lot of good connections here, but you still have to be, you know, careful and, um, you know, just kind of, and then I guess it's with anywhere you go, watch your surroundings and just be careful because there are a lot of opportunities here in Atlanta, but it can also be a downfall for some people as well. You know, some people may come to Atlanta and get caught up and doing other things, but you really just have to be focused here because there's always something going on here in Atlanta. So, I would say definitely the main thing is being focused um, and just really, you know, just prioritizing and knowing what really is going to work for you and who works for you, too, because everybody, you know, it's just not for you. So I think that's the main that's thing. That's right. Now, in terms of marketing, getting the word out about your magazine, has it been more grassroots, like word of mouth, or um, how have you marketed your business? Um, definitely, personally, social media for me is the biggest thing, um, because like I said, even before I came here, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, that's how I was able to really reach out to so many different people and so many people, and even to this day, you know, hashtags, you know, social media is very important, um, um, YouTube, we're getting that back up and going, so I would definitely have to say social media, I really... I want to get more of the footwork in, though. That's definitely something that uh, we're working on for 2017, just getting more footwork and just really getting out and reaching people personally. But definitely I would have to say social media is one of the biggest uh, ways of promotion right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media is huge. It's really, really huge. And I like the fact that your magazine is online and print, and you talked about the printing costs as being some of the, you know, heavier expenses. Now, in terms, mm-hmm. and you talked about content and da-da-da, is your magazine primarily focused on entrepreneurs? Um, is that your target market? Um, that's it's a, it's a part of it. So entrepreneurs, but like I said, also different um, different things and issues. Like, for instance, we have a section in the magazine that's called View Your Awareness, and so we do it in just about every issue, and so what we'll do is we'll have different people um, submit because video awareness is all about bringing awareness to different um, like health issues, different um, anything that's going on that you know a lot of times people get it one month. Like for instance, breast cancer awareness is one month, domestic violence, you know, everything is pretty much one month, but. These issues happen all year round. So with View Your Awareness, that's our way of pretty much allowing people to tell their story all year round and not just waiting until, you know, the one month when it's their set month and then that's it. So different entrepreneurship, that's a big thing about it. But like I said, um, different community things, um, we want to just really get out into the community and just, Spotlight, anything that's informative, so health, beauty, fashion. Uh, but a big chunk of it is entrepreneurship, along with the other issues. Mm-hmm. Along with them. Now, and, and your goal, because some people say, oh, print is dying, you know, nobody reads print, everything has to be online. But you, are, you, are you seeing that that's not true? People really want that physical copy, like you mentioned? I definitely think so. I mean, it definitely, you know, on, online is definitely, you know, taking over. Um, 
because everybody, you know, everybody's always on the phones, on, you know, the Kindle and all that kind of thing. So definitely online is, I would say, a huge market. But I, I definitely think that print is still alive because, you know, even, of course, when we go to events and different things like that, and even people who are, you know, in the magazine, everybody wants something that they can physically, you know, it's almost, and I guess for me, too, even with my book, it was, it's almost like, I don't know, it's just like a, I don't know, it's just it's just not the same. You just actually hold it a physical copy of something, especially if it's something that you're in or something that, you know, you may know somebody in it. It's just not the same as actually having that physical um, copy to take back with you and flip through, you know. So I think print is definitely still alive. Print is still alive. Don't believe don't believe the hype. Print is still alive. We have a few more minutes. Time always flies, Adrena. We're chatting with the creator of View Magazine, um, and she's going to be at the Dare to Aspire conference. Um, they're the media sponsor that for 2017. Um, let's talk about your book um, briefly. Tell us tell us about the book. You know why you wrote it and and um, the story behind your book. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, okay, so my book is called Don't Become an Entrepreneur If, and I wrote that in oh man, 2015, I think, time flies. Um, yeah, so 2015. So I wrote the book called Don't Become an Entrepreneur If, and then the subtitle is if you can't Wait, your, your title is called Don't Become an Entrepreneur If. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> then don't do it. And so so basically the concept of the book was pretty much given my experience as an entrepreneur so far up until that date. Um, so different things I've learned. And so each chapter of the book, it starts, don't become an entrepreneur if, um, and for instance, one is you're afraid to let go of fear. Don't become an entrepreneur if you're afraid to be broke. And so these are all different things that as, a, as an entrepreneur you're going to experience. So, you, I mean, you know, a lot of people go into entrepreneurship and they they look at what they see on TV and they think it's going to be easy. You know, they get they don't know the real side of entrepreneurship. They just see, you know, what people show them on social media. And a lot of times this is not the truth. So it was basically my way it was for aspiring entrepreneurs, even people that are already entrepreneurs, you know, um, everybody needs a little inspiration every now and then. So it was basically my way of um, just sharing my experiences that I went, experience, my experience that I went through as an entrepreneur um, up until 2015. So that's pretty much what the premise is, and it's available on Amazon.com. You can get it from there, and you can also get it from my website, whoisadrena.com. So, um, and I'll definitely be writing another book soon. Probably, I would say this time next year, I'll probably be writing another book. Um, you know, I just need to, just things that I've learned since the first book. And I'll probably be a little bit more incorporating fiction with nonfiction because I like to, you know, actually storytell as well. So it'll be a little bit more of that, but definitely. So, um, yeah, so for all current entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, you know anybody, it's definitely a great read. It's quick. Um, so, yeah, get from Amazon, Don't Become an Entrepreneur If, or my website, whoisadrena.com. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, you say you might be in source, Don't Become an Entrepreneur If, Amazon. Now, you said you, you're going to probably write another book. Um, let me mm-hmm. just a general question, because it's like everybody has a book. 
let me on the mm-hmm. book process. How did you did, did you do very well? Like in sales, did you did your? Because some authors come on here and they're like, you know, I wrote the book, and you know, I didn't sell as much, you know, da da da. But did you do well? Mm-hmm. And if you did well with sales, how did you market the book? Okay. I definitely would say the book did okay, but honestly, I know, and just looking back now, you know, I know things that I would definitely do differently from the book as far as, like, and that's why I'm kind of going to wait until certain things happen in my life that you just different goals that I've set to really put out another book because when you're putting out a book, you really have to have a good marketing campaign and really just just really go hard. Like, I, I, did, I did a book signing for my book, and then I was kind of, like, it you know I didn't really like for my next book I definitely would want to do a book tour I would want to do different it's like a lot more promo for the book before it comes out because that really impacts the sales and success of the book so um, I it did okay but I know it could have did it could have done a lot better had I actually really you know had that marketing campaign and really focused on just that so that's why I said now. You know, it's really just all about timing. So I'm kind of just going to, you know, wait until the right time until I've hit those goals that I'm, you know, have right now. And then I'll put it out and really just go hard and focus on the promotion of the book. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's uh, – we hear that a lot. Um, and I think what you mm-hmm. said is so true. You know, now you've written a book, you got it out, so that's very impressive and good. The second book, you know, you know, the book tour um, and getting the word out, and that should be your only focus um, with the book. I, I, think that's, I think that's really, really good. Wow, Adrena, time has flown by. Um, I did see a question, so I think we have time for one question. Let me just see. 864, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you very much. I I want to congratulate uh, the creator of this uh, magazine because I know it's very difficult to put together a, either a newspaper or a magazine. I'd like to know what issue do you think is most important, not just for entrepreneurs, but uh, across around the U.S., et cetera, what do you focus on most in your magazine as an issue of importance? Okay, very good. I like that. Yeah, and thank you you for that question. Um, I definitely would say um, I view your awareness section as probably the most important. And I say that because, um, like I said, these are issues that people deal with on a regular basis, and even – when reading, when people submit the stories or even from reading, I learn a lot of things myself. Like I said, I have people with um, that have experienced lupus, and I, I didn't really know what lupus was until about a year and a half ago. Um, I had, in the last issue, I had somebody with, I think it's called endometriosis, I think it's called, and I had no clue what that was. So, And different things like that, people are dealing with these issues on a regular basis, but, you know, in, in society, you know, we're so – filled with things, of course, about the election, president, things like that. You know, a lot of people don't know about, you know, a lot of other issues that are going on that need more attention. And so that's um, one of the things that I really want to get to the YouTube. I want to start doing more interviews and really getting out to the community, even doing, you know, different things with the homeless and just really getting into – 
just tapping into the minds of different people and just really, you know, figuring out what can we do as a people to really help them out and just change everything, you know, the mindset and just really get them back on track. If they, you know, how can we, you know, donate or what, you know, just really things like that. So I would definitely have to say that's probably the most important section in, in each issue to me. No, what is it called again? What is it called? Oh, it's, it's, your it's called Do Your Awareness section, and I'm actually going to... Do your awareness, okay. Do your awareness, and then actually on the website, um, we're going to start posting stories as well, Um, and it's going to be called the survivor um, section, and and another thing that I really want to focus on with the magazine as well is suicide awareness, because so many people, um, you know, are committing suicide or have even thought about committing suicide, but, you know, something saved them, so... I really want to use that section of the magazine and online to really highlight different people who've overcame different things and really, you know, help somebody else because you never know what somebody else is going through. So I really, you know, want 2017 to be a year of review magazine to really, you know, um, save lives and touch people. And, you know, yeah, you know, the other issues are fine, the hell, beauty, and fashion, but, you know, we really want to tackle issues that other people aren't too much dealing with. So really reaching to the community and just really, you know, just really saving lives. So, yeah, that answered your question. Yeah, no, great. I like it. I like it. And things like health, health is very, very important. And some of the, the things that you mentioned, you know, um, lupus and other diseases that may, you know, everybody knows breast cancer because it's really, really hyped on. But there's so many mm-hmm. others that maybe don't get the same publicity. So I like that your magazine is focusing on that and suicide rates, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so before I ask the last question, I did want to shout out purplebunnybear.com. It sounds like an erotic adult website, but it's not. It's a stuffed animal and product-based <laughs> for kids or adult businesses, and Amazon-backed. PurpleBunnyBear.com has not just stuffed animals, but also accessories for kids, like book bags, as an example, among other things. Um, So check out PurpleBunnyBear.com, purple, P-U-R-P-L-E, BunnyBear.com. Okay, tell your friends about it. Also, we have Teardrop. Teardrop is a song for parents, and you can check it out on Amazon. Um, there, It's a song for parents, teardrop.com. Um, and if you check it out on Amazon, you'll be able to listen to the music. And it's a, it's a really nice song for kids and parents alike. Okay, so last question, Adrena. What is in, what's the few? I know you talked about you know focusing on health and suicide, but what else do you want to see for your magazine in the future? Okay, in the future, my, one of my goals is to really I want to turn View Magazine into a network, so I want to you know be able to have um, different shows, like really bring the magazine to life. So. For instance, we may have a show on specifically on suicide awareness or view your awareness. I have different people, you know, come on. We may have a show with um, beauty. You know, just really have it be a full network and do a documentary um, on these different topics. Um, and, I, and I really want View Magazine to be worldwide. You know, I don't want it to just be an Atlanta thing. I want it to be diverse. I want it to represent different races. Um, and I just I want it to be a household magazine name. So that's 
that's one of the goals and something I'm working on now for the magazine. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And how can people reach you? I know you're on Instagram and um, mm-hmm. Twitter and social media, but just tell our mm-hmm. listeners how they can learn more about your magazine and you. Yeah, definitely. So if you if you want to go to just my main website, www.whoisadrena.com, it'll pretty much, I have links to everything on there, to the magazine, to my fashion line, to the book. Everything is there. But if you want to go directly to the magazine, it's www.view, and that's V as in Victor, E-U, magazine.com. We're on Facebook, View Magazine, Instagram, View Magazine underscore, and Twitter, View Magazine. Um, but if you just go to my main website, whoisadrena.com, everything, the link to everything is there. It'll be a little easier. Well, we've really enjoyed um, chatting with you, um, Adrena. You're a creator, you're an author, you're an entrepreneur, you're a fashion designer, and the creator of View Magazine. So you are a busy lady, and um, I love that. Now, what did you major in in Tuskegee University? What did you major in? Oh, yeah, I majored in sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> works well, works well. <laughs> well, no, thank you so much for being on our show. Again, check out viewmagazine.com or who is Adrena. A-D-R-E-N-A.com. And we're so, um, thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, grab your tickets to Dare to Aspire, our seventh conference. Adrena will be there. And we can't wait to, to have it in April. And everybody have a great day. Bye. And happy Black History mm-hmm. Month. All right. Bye, mm-hmm. Adrena. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.